Greetings all. I am your host, Nancy Gill with the James Exchange. Today, my conversation is with the mother-daughter Generations Montessori School team. Welcome, Christina and Rita Pace. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Obviously, you're a mother and daughter team and you have a Montessori school. So expand on that for us. Um, So my name is Rita. I am the mother of the mother-daughter team. I had a homeschool for 17 years when my two daughters were growing up. I had five children. It was a very small environment. And after 17 years, when my youngest graduated from high school, I had decided to just stop childcare. At that time, there was a child that was going to Frost Montessori that was in my care. And when they saw the changes of him after being in my care for one year, they offered me a job, which I accepted. That the first of my Montessori online training. And then in 2009, that's when I got my AMS training and infant toddler certification. So I'm Christina. I'm the daughter. I went to Virginia Tech undergrad and got my um, undergrad in math and then went to William and Mary for grad school and got my master's in gifted education. And I worked at uh, the village school in Charlottesville and Tandem Friends School. And then when I was at Tandem, I became pregnant with my first child and was looking for something to do with her while I was working. And so it came about that my mom and I were going to open the school together. And so we started the school when my oldest was one years old. And you started in 2016? That's correct. You want to open a school in Scottsville. Can you tell us first what brought you down Route 20 and how did you find the location where you will be opening the school? My first house was actually in Scottsville. My mom and dad lived there. And so when I was a young 20-something looking for a place to buy, I landed in Scottsville. So we live off of Route 6 in between Scottsville and Fork Union. And so I have lived in Scottsville for like in or around Scottsville for 15 years and have been commuting back and forth to work for Charlotte's in Charlottesville. The building came about, we got a contact from someone that we had worked with previously that there was a need for reliable quality care in Scottsville, and there might even be a space to do it. Someone sent that to us, and we started to proceed, and that's how we've ended up here. And for me, the passion came for me when Christina got to see the building for the first time. And I got a phone call from her with such excitement and said, can you please come down next weekend and look at the building? And when I saw the building and I saw her face and how much joy it brought her and my husband's a builder, so I could envision what the building would look like once we did our build out. It was just a no brainer. We were both so excited and we've been excited from the very beginning. Now that I know that you're actually from the Scottsville area, and you're very familiar with our Fairville, will you be keeping your Charlottesville location in addition to this new school here in Scottsville? We plan to keep the Charlottesville location. We've built a community and a reputation with the families that we have here, and so we plan to keep the Charlottesville location as well. Just to delve more into the Montessori side of things, There's a very, I wouldn't say strict, but there is a tradition with these schools 
tell us the vision, the the mission of the Montessori program. So I think the first thing that I would say about Montessori, and one of the things that gives me the passion to teach Montessori to young children is that from a very young age, they learn how to be independent and how to do things for themselves. This Scottsville location will not have an infant room. It will start at one at this point. But even as a one-year-old, the work shelves are set up at their eye level. The work materials are set up to be beautiful and to attract them. However, they get the choice of what they want to work with at that time. When we're working with a child, whether it's changing their diaper or whether it's offering them something to eat, we always give them a choice. We teach them grace and courtesy at a very young age. And that's what gives me the passion to teach it. As a teacher in the Montessori classroom, I am only the facilitator of that environment. It is up to me to read the children, find out what they need, what their extensions are for them to keep learning and growing in our program. Will you have an additional classroom as well as the toddler is what you're talking about? It's going to be called a pre-toddler toddler classroom. So that will be one classroom. And then the next classroom is a primary classroom from three to six, where they can even stay for their kindergarten year if they prefer to do that. So we'll have two classrooms in Scottsville. So how many teachers and assistants will you have? So that's a good question. And that depends on enrollment. So right now, starting out, we will have two teachers in the one to two classroom. I will be one of them as the um, as the director. And then in the primary classroom, there will be one. However, once enrollment reaches the maximum as far as ratio to teacher, we will add as much staff as we need to. But growing slowly starting out is what we plan to do. And then we'll grow with the community when they're ready for us. Do you anticipate going into, I know right now you stop at age six. We anticipate staying with that level. And at some point, do you anticipate adding back in the infant part of your program to Scottsville? I would say no, just because we have two classrooms in Scottsville, whereas in Charlottesville, we have three classrooms. So it's allocated basically by available space. Absolutely. Now, we have not uh, discussed yet where this location is. So we secured the old post office at 225 West Main Street. So when I got the got the post about it. Someone sent me a flyer for it. And I was thinking, you know, it's right around the corner from the library. It backs up to the park. There's the basketball courts and the soccer fields and everything like that. So the location just seemed really perfect. And when we went to look at it, it was pretty much a blank canvas. And um, the idea of doing as we wanted seemed really exciting. You also have fairly good parking there. So it will be easy to drop children off. Yes, drop off should be easy. Teacher parking should be easy. So that part was all really exciting. And just so you know, as far as drop off, we plan to do a car line. So parents do not have to get out of their car. They pull up. We will take their child out of the car seat and bring them into our building. That It makes the transition so much easier for students. Well, it makes sense. So you're... 
projection date for opening is this fall or August. That's correct. Have you had anybody contact you yet? We have. We've had some interest. So we did a spot at the farmer's market and we got to meet a few families that way. And then already we're learning word of mouth. I saw you at a birthday party. I saw your flyer at the cupcake shop, those sorts of things. People have started to contact us in those ways. So are there any requirements for operating a Montessori school? We're licensed through the Virginia Department of Education, and so we have licensing requirements through them in terms of the qualifications of our program directors and that sort of thing, but there is no specific Montessori requirement. I've known about the Montessori School for a number of years, but how do you tap into their structure? Isn't it actually a worldwide school It is. It's worldwide. I think the beautiful thing about it was Maria Montessori and her vision. She didn't want to limit it to someone. So you're not actually buying into a Montessori franchise. Each school is their own entity. And I know that this happened a long time ago, but I know that her vision has been met over and over and over again. And I know that she would be proud of where Montessori has become, as you said, in the world as of this time. So I want to thank you both for taking time out of your day today to come on the James Exchange. Is there anything else that you would like to share with with our listeners? First of all, I would just like to thank everyone that we have come into contact with so far. The people that I've spoken to have been so positive and just welcoming, like, welcome to Scottsville. We're so glad that you're here. As the building and the renovations start to come along, we will obviously have an open house where people can come in and actually see the environment. But for now, we just want to thank everyone for making us feel so welcome. And we're really happy to be a part of that community and that setting. Christina? Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's been really nice and inviting My children are used to the park and the library, the cupcake shop and things like that. And so it's been interesting to kind of go and meet more people. And like my mom said, getting such positive feedback has been really promising and has helped us be so excited. I do have one last question slash comment. You have summer camps. That's correct. Will you be offering them this year in Scottsville or do you feel that um, you'll have to do that next summer? I think we're going to have to do it next summer with the building, the renovations to the building and the licensing requirements that we have to go through before opening. I think we'll be looking for summer camps next summer. One of the camps is music. Yes, we love to do our art and music camp. This really caught my interest. The reason that I started coming to Scottsville was for cello lessons. Mary Hardy taught me cello and she was the music teacher in Scottsville for years and years until um, her health declined and she passed in 2014. And she was the founder of SCAN, Scottsville Center for Arts and Nature. It's now natural environment. So I think it's just great that you're bringing music to our youngsters. Thank you. And so what we try to do every day, we have a music class 
But then a couple of two to three times a week, we also try to bring in someone that plays a special instrument. Children can hear and they can see the instrument. Sometimes they get to touch the instrument. But I love music. I grew up in an extremely musical family and music has been a part of our curriculum at GMS. And it was also a part of when I had my homeschool. So I think music is really important to teach children that it's just about having the fun of music. Your voice doesn't have to be perfect. It's all about fun and just enjoying that aspect. That is very welcome news when it comes to music and teaching of it. Cello, you could be our first guest. (laughs) And I might have some little tiny fiddles left. I'll, I'll have to look at the inventory that I may be able to bring in so that they can kind of fool around on them. Mary used to tune all of her instruments for children to an A, all of the strings to an A. So it didn't matter what they did. I mean, we're talking about two-year-olds just being able to play around with it. She did a workshop called First Time Fiddling, and it was very successful. We would go to North Carolina to a festival there over Memorial Day weekend and do this. And and it was it was magical. I will enjoy talking to you about your music program. Thank you. We really appreciate it. So again, I want to thank you for coming on the James Exchange. I will put website, phone number, email in the written portion of my podcast. Again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. You as well. And as always, if you have a story, a song, an event, or an issue you would like to discuss, Perhaps it's time for a conversation. Have a great day.